Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sam's Report. Uh, what is today? I always ask this question as if I don't have a calendar, but it is early October. It's October 6th. Actually, I had my wedding anniversary a couple days ago. My parents are celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary this month, uh, month of weddings, I guess, in my family. But um, here we are. What a crazy crazy week of Microsoft stuff. And this is more crazy than usual. It, it seems like, okay, so we had this kind of void of things happening in, in mid-September because Microsoft was hosting Ignite and all that stuff. And so we, we plowed through Ignite and then we get to this week. And this week was, uh, this week was hot, hot of fire and some good, some bad. And there's a lot of, um, th there's a lot of things you got to pay attention to because People are like, hey, Groove got killed, which is true. Microsoft is killing Groove. I mean, technically speaking, they're killing Groove Music Pass, which is their live, their live, their, their streaming subscription service is what they're getting rid of. Technically speaking, the Groove app is going to live on, although I suspect they're not going to do much with it. And it's just going to be, I believe, like a media player inside of Windows 10. But it, it's the, the music service is dead. And so the reason is, why is the music service dead? Is Microsoft giving up at the consumer? Uh, well, this is another tragedy, and I'm, I'm pretty sure of this in some regards. This is another tragedy of Microsoft losing the mobile space. And because they don't have a mobile platform, because they don't have market share with these guys, uh, they don't need the music service, right? One of the benefits of having your own music platform is that when before Spotify, before anybody else came to the Windows platform or they didn't want to be dependent on them, if you bought a Lumia, if you bought a Lumia, you wanted to be able to subscribe to a streaming music service, right? You, you needed that. that. That's kind of a, a given that we're all used to on mobile platforms these days. And Microsoft didn't have one, so they had to create one and make sure that their customers who were going to buy a Lumia had that option. Because how bad would it be if you bought a brand new Lumia, to, you know, and think about how far back that goes and you couldn't get a streaming music service. That would have been bad. You had to have that. And so when the mobile platform died, so did the need for Groove. And you could say, well, Microsoft has 500 million or whatever, 100 million people on the desktop, and they could use Groove too. They absolutely could. But I strongly suspect that if there was a significant people number of people using Groove, they would have kept it. But clearly they didn't. We know that Apple has 30 million subscribers. Uh, Spotify has around 50 or 60 million subscribers. And so I can't imagine that if Microsoft was making much money. I honestly suspect that they might have been losing money. I don't know the full details of it. But yeah, Groove is going away, which is kind of, it, it sucks if you liked Groove. And my recommendation is, you know, jump to Spotify. I've been using Spotify for years and it, it's available everywhere. It's available on the web. It's available every place you need. Uh, Microsoft is actually making it easier to move. You can now import your playlist from Groove to Spotify. And they, they called it a partnership, but I, I don't think there's any partnership going on. I just think Spotify helped them uh, create playlist migration because why wouldn't Spotify? It's like, hey, you want to tell all your users to come? Um, you want to come over here? And yeah, so... That's, that's kind of the thing. And so the lack of consumer services from Microsoft is obviously very clearly uh, a concern for people. I've been saying it for a while. I know I wrote up a post very recently that I was concerned about Microsoft's um, longevity in this space, which brings me to the next thing, movies and TV. Uh, put, that, put that aside for a second. I honestly think at this point, Microsoft signed a deal with Spotify and Apple and said, hey, if you bring your apps to the Windows Store, we will kill our apps. And so Spotify came in and Groove goes out, 
We know that iTunes is coming. Microsoft has said it's coming. Let's hope that's still coming. I honestly suspect that when iTunes arrives in the Windows Store, movies and TV might go away. And if you've bought a lot of stuff on movies and TV, I would seriously be looking at thinking about how you're going to back that up, see what your options are. Um, it, movies and TV doesn't make any sense on Microsoft's portfolio anymore. They got rid of their music service. What do they need movies and TV for? And so here we are um, in another interesting place with, in Microsoft's world where they're leaving the consumer, but they don't want to say they're abandoning the consumer because we know they're not fully exiting because they, they're keeping the Xbox. I can't imagine they're going to get rid of that uh, because... Uh, to build that type of a brand loyalty and brand power is extremely expensive and takes many years and they've done it well with the xbox the other thing here which somebody asks is just, hey is that some super secret hardware no that that's the surface book the charging my my charging dongle or charging blade thing for all services comes up in between two desks that you can't see here and just sticks up and so i charge all my surface stuff right there and so that's a surface right there that's the other kind of consumer thing although mary joe foley and i were talking and we were wondering you know where are where's most of microsoft selling their surface stuff we thought that actually a good chunk of it's in the enterprise i know a lot of consumers have bought it too but those are microsoft's two primary consumer brands at this point windows as well but windows is more of a utility and just kind of a thing you have rather than a thing you buy oh and and so when i lifted this phone up it tried to boot and there you go you can see the the, <laughs> the sad face E. Maybe have to try to figure out how to fix that. But um, yeah, so Groove is gone. Uh, I, I honestly think movies and TV, the, like the writing's on the wall at this point. So yeah, it, it's all stemming around mobile. Again, they needed movies and TV for mobile. They didn't have that platform, so they created it for mobile devices to help them have a better ecosystem. That eco The product line failed. And so what's the point of keeping movies and TVs? Microsoft is not really an entertainment company or an entertainment content company from that perspective. So uh, that's getting the negative out of the way. One of the other big surprises this week is, uh, you know, Microsoft giveth, Microsoft taketh uh, type scenario here. Edge is on iOS and Android. This is uh, this is kind of dealing with the devil once again. But this is, I, I'm very happy to see this. I think this is absolutely the, the right move. Microsoft obviously had a problem here. They have Edge on the desktop and they didn't have it on mobile devices. And then the, the awkwardness comes up and says, hey, uh, Microsoft can't put Edge on iOS unless they play by Apple's rules, which says you have to use their rendering engine, which is a uh, WebKit deviation, I believe. And then Android is a very similar thing. And it's like, hey, if you want to play on their platform, you need to kind of, you know, you know abide by their rules uh, to some extent, a little bit more lenient on the Android side. But what Microsoft has done is they've essentially built, uh, quote unquote, browsers for these mobile devices that are running on somebody else's engine, but they're putting their own skin on top of it. And they're, they're making it Edge-like, making it look like Edge. But the big benefit is, is that if you're using Edge on your PC, it now syncs to any phone you're on. And um, Microsoft made the right approach here. They said, hey, we're not going to be like, um, put our heads in the sand and say that we need to get our Trident engine on everything. Uh, it, it's better for the user to have them use our apps on that platform, despite the fact they're using somebody else's rendering engine. And it works out uh, much, much better because now you can take everything with you and across. There's a couple things that aren't out yet, like password sync, and it is in private, quasi-private uh, beta. I think on iOS, the beta group is up to 10,000. I don't know what it is on Android. But this is, I'm very happy to see Microsoft take this approach. Um, I installed it on mine. It, it's good. Uh, it's I need the password sync is the big thing that I'm missing, which is obvious because I, I don't remember all my passwords. I have them in LastPass or whatever, uh, and I need them on the mobile device. So I'm not using it 
primarily on my phone yet, but it's a good browser otherwise. I mean, it's it, it should be. It's basically the same thing as Safari, but with a few extra bells and whistles uh, from the Microsoft side. And so I, I'm happy to see them doing this. I'll be curious to see how the handoff occurs between Edge on that phone and then bringing it up to the desktop, which is I was talking about pre-show, is actually tempting me to maybe give Edge another try. When the Fall Creators update comes out, which by the way, folks, has RTM, it's 16299.15. I had heard that there was another build that was very, very close. It was .2 um, that they were thinking was going to be it, but then they ran into some last minute stuff. And so 16299.15 is the RTM that they're shipping out and you can get that on fast or slow rings. But it is buggy. But anyways, my point being is that when that actually arrives on my machine, which I'll try to you know force it on here, I'm tempted to give Edge another go to see what the what, what's what's still missing from Chrome that I really like. And so uh, the fact that I can now have it on my phone is actually a big advantage because obviously that makes you can sync it back and forth and you get everything everywhere. And uh, I'll be curious to see how I was up, you know, if I don't end up using it on a lineup writing, right? Like the 10 stupid little things that Edge is missing for me to switch. But, uh, you know, I'm going to go in open-minded. I've done this every single time a new build has come out and I've yet to switch to Edge. Uh, not that there's a lot wrong with Chrome, but, you know, in, in, the, uh, in, the, <laughs> in the spirit of sticking a wrench into a moving wheel while I'm riding the bike, you know, I like to just change things up and give it a try, right? Edge is doing a lot of good stuff. They're they're busting their ass on this, and I, I'm hoping the best for them because the best thing we can have in the marketplace is a good competitor to Chrome. Firefox is good. People are asking me to try Quantum 57. Uh, I actually do use Firefox every single day. It works better than Chrome for the service that I, the, the podcast that I do with Paul. We use a service called vMix Call. And Firefox works much better than uh, Chrome for whatever reason. It's better at remembering the settings and all that good stuff. So I do use Firefox every single day. And um, as somebody pointed out, as Greg pointed out in the comments, uh, Chrome can become a memory hawk. I, right now, I have YouTube open. I have TweetDeck open, which, by the way, will cause... You will have to reset uh, Chrome, do a, a, a complete kill and reset um, if you leave this open for several hours like I do. I keep that and Google Analytics open, which are very browser and it just begins a memory hog, and so I kind of have to just clean the pipes every once in a while with Chrome uh, to make sure that it's still running smoothly. So I'll be curious to see if Edge can handle that better. So uh, other things going on, but Microsoft also released a launcher as well for Android. So this is getting really interesting. Microsoft released like this high quality launcher. And if you think about it on an iOS device or an Android device, now, if you're truly a Microsoft fan, you can turn this thing into almost a complete uh, Windows phone, essentially. I mean, you, you now have the browser, you have the email client, um, you don't really have a calendar, you have a calendar inside of it. Microsoft, do you realize what you're doing by killing Sunrise? You had this great calendar that you could have just rebranded Outlook Calendar, um, but here we are. Uh, and everything else you could possibly need, you have the whole office suite, you can, you can make these phones Microsoft phones if that's what you want to do. Obviously, the OS is still being commanded by somebody else. I don't foresee Microsoft forking Android because they still need the Google Play Store on Android. And so I think the launcher route is the better mechanism. Somebody brought up an interesting idea is like, would Microsoft actually build an Android phone and just launch it uh, completely customized? Could they do that? Yeah. Do I see them doing that? I don't know. Like, that seems a little kind of crazy. Um, it'd be much cheaper just to buy a whole bunch of Samsung Galaxy S8s and make them Microsoft Edition like they did in their store. And so the fact that it, it would be tough for them to build a super high-quality device, um, especially after they basically laid off all of their manufacturing um, and all of their phone expertise. So I don't, 
I don't see them going that route. I think they're just going to push that, hey, you can buy any Android phone you want and make it a Microsoft phone if that's what you want to do. And so that is, uh, that's what's going on there. But, uh, you know, this is Mike, this is the, the brave new world. Microsoft has to do this. Their back's up against the wall. Would they want Windows Mobile to succeed? Yes. Did they, do I think they made the right move with Windows Mobile? I absolutely do. You, you know, you can't, they are a profitable business at the end of the day. And if they're not making money and they see no hopes of making money, um, then they have to abandon it. A lot of people like to draw the parallel between Windows Mobile and Bing. They said, look, Bing didn't make money for years. For years, it didn't make money. Um, but the problem, the, the difference here is that, one, there's only really two competitors in the search market, Google and now Bing. I mean, DuckDuckGo is there, but they're still relatively small. And the thing was, is they saw a path to profitability with Bing, not to mention it's pretty integral to everything else they do. And finally, uh, Bing is like a top 30 or maybe top 50 website on the internet. Like it's, yes, it's not nearly as big as Google, but it gets a ton of traffic, like a ton of it. And so they're not going to give that up. Uh, the other thing is too, it's really hard to, to break into the search engine market. Google's got a nice little monopoly on that. And um, so they're not going to give up on Bing anytime soon. I really, really, really don't do, see that. Other things Microsoft did this week, they had a Microsoft Mixed Reality event out in uh, San Francisco. I didn't go to this mostly because I didn't think there was going to be anything new. And lo and behold, there really wasn't anything new. Uh, Samsung is now building a, you know, the, the headset. Um, so they're jumping on board with Acer, Dell, HP, Lenovo, and Sam. So now Samsung too. And these guys are all selling things starting roughly $399 all the way up to $499. Uh, the other kind of surprise, I guess, announcement at this is that Microsoft has acquired Altspace VR, which is a sort of like online meeting room type thing. Uh, the funny thing is, is Altspace basically declared bankruptcy or that they were closing their doors in July. And then apparently Microsoft came in and just bought up some of the assets and a skeleton team to keep that alive. And so they're going to integrate that into their mixed reality experience. And that's really about it. Um, other than the fact that these things will work with Steam, which I think is Microsoft's smartest move ever, mostly because now they don't have to build their own ecosystem. They have Steam. Is this going to impact things long-term? Absolutely, I don't think so in a negative way. This is very much a good move, for, I think, for everybody involved. The, the thing I question is that these things are still expensive. Um, these things need to be like $199. Bucks. Um, $99 would be a, even a better price. That's going to be tough because they're still wired. I have to think that Microsoft is working on a decoupled headset, one that is just completely, completely uh, isolated within itself because the wire is the, the downfall of this thing. So I'm hoping in the back of my mind that this is a stepping stone to a completely wireless uh, mixed reality VR solution from all of these vendors that we will see maybe next year. Because you remember like the, when the HTC Vive and the Oculus Rift came out, there was a ton of wires. I had a Vive. I ended up selling it when I heard wind that Microsoft was going to do this because that killed the market for it. Um, and it was just a mangled mess of wires. Then you had to put the things in the corner, the little cubes, and even Oculus Rift had their own little external sensors. So we went from mangled wired mess to external sensors to just basically essentially one wire and no little cube things and so the next thing they need to do obviously is get the uh get the wire away which that's a tough challenge because then everything needs to be on board including power so that means that it has that battery i would imagine that uh 
a lot of some of the computational power has to be moved on board as well. I, I don't fully know how much it's using the internal graphics card on a PC, but I'm suspecting because of the requirements that it's using it quite a bit. So then they have to put that on board, which basically means it's just a self-contained computer, which means the price goes up. But that's that's the reality because they're they're going up against smartphones. Don't like the competition for mixed reality VR. Microsoft's thing is a smartphone. Google's Daydream, um, Apple's AR Kit, and all that good stuff. That's that's the primary competition. And so, I fully agree that Microsoft's solution will give you better graphics and probably a better experience. But for somebody who has a phone, they already get these experiences with no additional purchases. Uh, if Google was selling their Daydream headset which is 99 bucks, allows you to slot the phone in there. Samsung um, sells these things too, which is again, a hundred bucks. And so that's their competition. Granted, you know, the better experience is Microsoft's, the more cost-effective in the hand today solution is already out there from other vendors. So just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, other things that happened this week, Google had a huge event big event a lot of their stuff leaked actually not all of it so we already kind of know the story about the pixel 2 which i honestly find is very ugly i know google is trying to um uh differentiate their phones and they have like black and kind of blue i wish they would just give them proper names but whatever you know that's a that's a different thing that's just kind of google's way of doing stuff i mean hell the os is called oreo at the end of the day but so those phones came out, nothing too crazy in my real opinion. Um, they're, they're pushing a lot of their AI stuff, which is, you know, that's Google's way of doing it. And I think Google does have a good advantage when it comes to mobile because they can do that because they've got the OS and they've got the proprietary AI in the back end. So I think that's a good thing for Google. Um, I just wish the phones were not so ugly and they look very last gen too. The big thing obviously is now bezel-less phones. Apple has one. Uh, Samsung does a remarkably good job with it as well. Uh, the essential phone is out there. These guys kind of sent the benchmark and Google comes out with huge bezels on their phones. And so they look last gen, but they're charging first gen prices. Um, the other interesting thing that Google came out, again, I don't like the design of them, but whatever. They're called Google Buds. These are kind of neat because they offer real-time voice translation. Microsoft has this with Skype. Google uh, has it as well, clearly, and they built it into earbuds. It's a very natural place for it. I don't think many people are going to use that feature, but hey, it's there. It's a differentiator, and so there you go. And they also announced a couple home speakers, so they now have a, an Amazon Echo competitor. Uh, and then they also came out with a big, large one, like a HomePod-style competitor. And I love it when they did the little like blowout thing. They said, oh, we have this high, high quality polycarbonate, which is kind of a Nokia word. Uh, but it's also another way for, of saying plastic. But uh, that thing is coming out. I think it's $399. It's not cheap, but it's kind of like in the Sonos Play 5 price range. Um, so all that stuff is going on. You can go check all that out. Um, anyways, so kind of leads me to the topic du jour. I think it was the, the old LREG uh, or the register came out with it what I'm going to call a stupid post where they quoted some executives at some companies like Lenovo or whatever and said, Hey, we think Microsoft's going to leave the surface slash hardware space in 2018. And so they ran with it and said, Oh, Microsoft's exiting. And, um, I, I don't believe this in any capacity. Let me, let me kind of explain why one, they've dumped a lot of money into building up this brand, which you could say they did with phones and they ended up leaving phones, but there's a difference here. Surface hardware is actually selling in a good, good volume. We know that Microsoft's had several quarters where surface hardware volume is over a billion dollars. Now, let me explain something. When you have a billion dollars in revenue 
it is much easier to make that turn that into a profit if you're losing money on it. We know that hardware margins aren't great. We know that Surface generally charges a little bit of premium. We don't know if Microsoft is actually making money on the Surface hardware, but I can tell you from a manufacturing perspective, from a logistics perspective, from a financial perspective, if you're selling a billion dollars worth of product in a quarter, which is a, a lot, granted it's not Apple a lot, but it's a lot, it's easier to figure out how to make turn that into a profitable entity than it is to take something that is not selling at all, like Windows Mobile, and turn it into a profitable entity. They've got sales, they've got volume, they've got market mindshare, and they've got brand power. They may not have extreme profitability, but that is much easier to get than a billion dollars in revenue. So they've overcome the hard challenges. I can't, I just can't see them doing that. Not to mention, we know that later this month, they're going to launch a Surface Pro LTE. Um, Walking Cat has actually seen, and I haven't been able to confirm this, he's seen uh, whispers or whatever content related to a 15-inch Surface Book. And so I, I, I would be dumbstruck if Microsoft left the hardware market at this point. It, it, it like the writing is not on the wall uh, in my opinion, and I have heard no such thing. Even Frank Shaw, uh, who's the head of Microsoft's communications, um, was downplaying this publicly on Twitter. And so, and nobody else really ran with it. But obviously, when somebody writes this stuff in it, a register is a large website, mostly because they write a lot of clickbaity bullshit. Um, you know, you kind of get them people like, oh my God, are people actually going to do this? But I mean, granted, do, does Lenovo, HP, and Dell want Microsoft to leave the Surface hardware market? Absolutely, because every Surface device that is sold is one less PC that they could have sold. HP, um, all these guys say that, you know, they would be happy behind closed doors, but they publicly, they have to be like, eh, yeah, we, because Microsoft is kind of the hand that feeds them. They need Microsoft's OS to sell their hardware. Um, not to mention, they also, a lot of these companies sell servers and they need Microsoft there as well. So, um, anyways, is Surface going away? I think that's absolutely nuts. But but when you bundle like all this together, bundle all of this together, you, you have Groove being killed, um, Edge coming to iOS and Android, uh, Windows 10 hitting RTM, and then there's like stupid Surface rumor. It's like a freaking roller coaster of emotions if you're a Microsoft fan because Microsoft just killed Groove. And I know there's a lot of Groove fans out there, uh, mostly because, you know, my following is a little more microsoft centric so i hear it a lot louder that people are like oh my god Groove's going away and my life is over but this is uh it, it's a right step for microsoft i'm hoping that they can at least put some priority like the, the conundrum the conundrum that i come back inside of microsoft all the time so you look at apps that like mail and calendar that are complete crap and then you look at apps that like onenote which are freaking amazing i love onenote i've become a really big onenote fan it just it works. It's everywhere. It's Microsoft's like beaming example of what um, a high quality app should be. And then you have other craps. It's like other crap inside of Microsoft. Um, anyways, the point being here is that Microsoft can build high quality apps when they want to. I don't think they're going to like take the Groove team and like shove them into uh, like the mail and calendar app. Actually, honestly, the mail and calendar app shouldn't even exist anymore. What Microsoft should be doing, and what I think they might be doing, is building Outlook.com into a progressive, progressive web app, and that becomes the new uh, mail and calendar app. That would be the smart thing to do. That's what I would be doing inside of Microsoft. Why even build a mail and calendar app when you can just you have this great progressive web app support coming? Uh, you know, show off first-party experiences, and there you go. But um, just an all-over week for Microsoft Emotions, which makes me kind of wonder what's coming next week. I I don't quite know. Uh, we got wind pretty early that Edge was coming to iOS and Android. I think they embargoed a lot of us, mostly because they didn't want us to leak it that it was coming. 
and, and this is very much by design. Microsoft on Monday announced some bad news. And they said, uh, <laughs> Microsoft on Monday said Groove is going away. They planned this out completely. And then they knew later in the week that they would have good news. So you know what? They, they had the bad. Now they have the good news. All right. A lot of good questions this week. 15 of them, actually. Yikes. Uh, good stuff. So let's just dive in. I haven't read these yet, which is always a good strategy for a live podcast. Uh, Wolf, Wolf, Wolfowl, Wolfowl, uh, is Microsoft planning on letting Cortana speakers work with Xbox One since they're letting you use USB webcam for Xbox? I'm guessing that they would let you use your own microphone at some point that you can with some headsets. So I hope, I really hope that they do this because I would love to say, hey, Cortana, turn on my Xbox. Granted, I don't like talking to my Xbox, but for whatever reason, I love talking to my Echo or whatever. And uh, I, I'm fully prepared in my, my local office here of ripping out the Echo and replacing it with Cortana. If, if, the big if, if I can connect it to all my lights and other bullshit that I have in here. That is kind of like, that's, if, if I can control those lights, I use iHome, if you're listening to Microsoft, those are like the plugs that I use. If I can control that, I promise you, and, and provided I get a review that device, um, I, I will replace that Echo because that's perfect for me. Like in my little isolated world. Um, maybe I could do it upstairs as well where my wife and kid use it. We'll see. It's really going to come down to if it works with iHome. Uh, that's kind of my basis. I need it to work with the IoT stuff. That's, that's what this thing is for a consumer. And I, I firmly believe I'm not alone in that. A lot of people use their these ambient computing devices for... Um, IoT smart hubs. And so that's kind of like the missing thing that Microsoft must, must, must have. The other cool thing that I'm hoping that the the, the uh, Invoke can do, and this is not consumer related, but you could imagine these things being in the office. I've talked about this before, but I don't know why I didn't think about this. You know, set up a meeting or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But what would be really cool is for a sales team person to be like, hey, um, they we'll use Terry Meyerson as an example. They know they're going to go meet with Terry Meyerson and they're from an external company. They can be like, uh, hey, Cortana, read Terry Meyerson's LinkedIn profile to me while they're going to that meeting or preparing for it. And that would be really cool. And that's something only Microsoft could do. And that's how they could break these things into the enterprise really, really, really easy. So we will see. Uh, but to your point, I hope so. I, I don't see why they couldn't um, because Xbox already supports Wake on LAN, I believe. So... Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it could. It's just whether or not Microsoft enables it. Uh, oh, jeez, Akshay Sug, I butchered your name, and I do apologize. Uh, what happened to the uh, the Microsoft partnered with Xiaomi? I think it's. I can never pronounce these Asian names. I'm terrible at this. Xiaomi, Xiaomi, and uh, Microsoft. I'm sure that's wrong too. By the way. Uh, where Microsoft will have Windows Mobile OS to be installed on those phones? That's a good question. Actually, <laughs> funny, funny thing about that. Uh, they actually stole one of my images and used it in some marketing stuff because it had my, I don't know why. Somebody else pointed this out to me in Australia. And that, I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming nothing happened with it because we never heard anything about it. And actually, HP said this week that they're kind of giving up on the Elite X3 because of Microsoft's change in strategy. And so I'm guessing that that was one of those ideas that sounded good but never really materialized. Uh, Davidge says, Hi, Brad. Do you think Microsoft may or should make Cortana a standalone app in the store, much like Google did with this week with the Assistant in the Play Store. This way, Microsoft could update the service with new features, etc., without having to wait for new Windows versions. I absolutely do. 
I'm a big fan of Microsoft using its own store to its own advantage to update its own apps. This is one of the befuddling things that Microsoft does. And I don't know if they're afraid that means that people could then uninstall Cortana, which is something they don't want, or the fact that Cortana, my guess here, is that Cortana needs permissions that extend outside the store capability. But Microsoft, come on, you guys own the store. You can do this. You can do this. You can make it possible. Um, I don't know why they don't allow exceptions for their own store. I don't know if that's a security compromise that they're not willing to make or they want one rule for everybody, even though Apple doesn't abide by that. And so, yes, they absolutely should. I, I cannot think of one reason why they this would work negatively against them. Um, the only thing, I, the only reason I could think about it is that they want these kind of features to be all included in these large updates so that they kind of have more bang to them, if that makes sense. But at the same time, they could, again, just push the app out whenever they need it. <sighs> yeah, Microsoft's own use of their store is one of those kind of like things that, guys, you can do better, and it's very obvious. Poncelius asks, he says, approximately how many people will be using Cortana to access their Invoke speaker and request it to play a Groove playlist at Christmas 2017? Or is the idea that Microsoft do consumers... So they're not going to be using Groove uh, on their Invoke. We know that it's dead. So I don't think many people are. I hope that it supports Spotify. That's another kind of big thing that I'm going to need. Um, and Sonos support. Actually, that's that's probably the bigger reason why I can't use it upstairs because that's where all my Sonos stuff is. And I actually use it. Well, no, no, no. Uh, well, what I need is... Well, I take that back. I don't need Sonos support. I need a Cortana device that has a line out is what I need because I use Play 5s upstairs. I have a couple of them so I can put one line into a Play 5 and that's what I do with my Echo right now. So I don't need Sonos support. So we can scratch that as a bare minimum requirement. But I would need, I, I think I would need Spotify support. But that might seem like that might be very much possible. So uh, Christopher, Christopher asks, he says, can we expect Microsoft to add live tiles like UI on Microsoft Launcher? or maybe even an Android phone with a custom skin on it. So I've wondered this myself, and I wonder, I more specifically think this might be an Android limitation about live tile support. I would love that. The only way they could do that right now, per my understanding of Android, is by doing um, widgets. And so they'd have to make a tiny bunch of widgets. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Uh, they make a tiny bunch of widgets would be the only way that I could... Uh, think of them doing that and so would they do that at the end of the day i don't know i don't think that makes a lot of sense would i love live tiles to come to android absolutely that'd be a nice differentiator for microsoft's thing but i think i think uh they need more support than google is actually giving so that's a it's a great question um one that i'm going to poke around on, but i don't know if my it's technically possible right now Simon Shu says, if Edge is coming to iOS and Android as an app and constantly getting new updates and features, will Edge on Windows 10 be coming to an app soon? This is a great question because it goes right back to the store mentality that we just mentioned, but we don't know. Microsoft right now is shipping two updates per year, and that's when Edge is primarily getting updated, and which, to be honest, might be enough, but I would still love like a super rapid release from Edge. Uh, like The big thing for me is going to be context menu items that aren't there yet. Uh, such as right mouse clicking on an image thing, open this image in new tab. I use that all the time. A um, couple other things. So I hope it's coming to the store. They told us at one point it was coming to the store, but that was, but that was a while ago, um, and it still hasn't happened. So yeah, uh, ukala, ukala, 
Ukla asks, Hi Brad, uh, do you think it's possible that Disney decided to pull movies and TV support because they had inside information about MS, Microsoft killing off Groove and or Music TV, uh, or am I just seeing this as a coincidence? I think this is a coincidence, and I don't think this has anything to do specifically with Microsoft. This has to deal with, Mike, or Disney is launching their own streaming service. I think they're actually ripping their content from other platforms as well. Uh, someone feel free to correct me in the comments or uh, chat log if I'm wrong. But that is... Uh, my understanding is that Disney's launching their own stuff and they're just ripping it out because why would you subscribe to Disney stuff if you could buy it on Microsoft stuff or Apple stuff or Netflix or all that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's just more of just a bad coincidence of timing. Uh, Raul asks, he says, with every Microsoft apps continue to come to other platforms, what is the potential of WinCore OS? How will Microsoft differentiate? Um, like I think people are like way overthinking this WinCore OS stuff. Like, so just remember that this happens with every iteration. Microsoft comes out with a new project, and people overthink that this is the next greatest, latest, and greatest thing. I WinCore OS is just going to make Windows 10 a mod, a more modular than it is now. Uh, think of like there's a baseline Windows version and it's going to be on mobile. Okay, they just bolt mobile on top of it. Oh, it's just, uh, it's on Xbox, they bolt Xbox on top of it. Oh, it's on a tablet, they they bolt on those features. So it's going to be more of like a chassis than anything else. And so the question becomes, how do they differentiate, differentiate their mobile? I My gut still tells me that the only thing we haven't really seen Microsoft do or extend or kind of go crazy with is Continuum. That's my only thing that I can kind of think back to is that Microsoft builds a super high-end, super compact phone that can also be docked, becomes your full PC. They're not exclusive in this and they'll add some other neat features to it what those are i'm still trying to poke around but i think that's how they differentiate and they try to take these things from being mobile devices that can do a lot of things to a mobile device that can truly be your pc in every capacity kind of like the elite x3 but i think they went the wrong route and that's why they're abandoning it they were trying to take a mobile os and make it more desktop like i think they're going to take their desktop os and make it more mobile like and um yeah that, that's kind of the path that I think they are taking. Uh, Jim Chaplin asks, he says, is anyone having issues with iOS Edge beta here? Uh, I posted several in-depth how-tos and more exoteric uh, to help wanting user do blah, blah, blah. Oh, so basically if you go to the, the chat thread here, he just basically posted some tips and tricks about what you can do with that stuff. Very cool. I'm actually going to check that out because I haven't dug too deep into it yet. Uh, so DeQuantumFro asks, so I'm not trying to be that guy on the internet, but I do have to ask outsider, outside of developers, productivity workers, IT, and gamers, who needs Windows? Well, you just named a lot of people, first of all. So basically the only group you didn't need is consumers. Uh, also, is Microsoft concerned that at all with how their recent choices look to potential consumers so that their share is so small it doesn't matter? So there's still a lot of people who need Windows. Like Chromebooks aren't going to take over enterprise today. Maybe long-term they're going to become a bigger threat, but there's still a lot of security-related things that Google has yet to solve um, or prove that they are capable of handling that Microsoft has um, mastered at this point in the enterprise for small, super small companies, maybe who only live in a browser that might be a potential. But uh, developers is another good one. Developers make up a sizable market share, but again, they're, they're not consumer size. But uh, consumers are now or developers still need Windows. Like these people all still need Windows. I, I know where you're going with this. It's like, does a consumer truly need Windows? No, they don't. Um, I mean, the iPad Pro could work. Right now, in my opinion, I'm probably slightly biased. I still think Windows is probably the best platform, 
but it's not like 1999 where it was pretty much the only platform, right? Uh, Chrome OS for the right group is perfect. Uh, iPads for the right group are perfect. Um, and for the right group, Windows is perfect. I'm one of those users. I'm definitely a power user. Uh, Chrome OS is not for power users. iPads not for power users. So to your point, um, are they losing market share? Yeah, but I, like that's the nature of the beast though. They've got 90% of the desktop. They don't have that in the mobile space. And so what we see is just mobile becoming more powerful and more people just using that as their only device for low-end computing needs. And so how do they recover from this? That's a great question. Um, I, I still, in the back of my mind, hope that Microsoft is truly building a Chrome OS style uh, version of Windows. That, that's what they need. So. Uh, JLV632 asks, hi Brad, uh, over, overlooking the recent Groove news this week is the old saying, silence is deafening, uh, even been more true with Microsoft movies and TV. I'm not a huge Disney fan, uh, da, 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 da. so at a loss for that feature is not relevant. You know, we have to ignore the Disney feature, that was not a Microsoft thing. However, the recent Apple announcement that they're going to users are getting free 4K upgrades and no one else, including Microsoft following suit, is the service doomed? Um, I think the service is doomed, personally. If we were truly a competitive area for Microsoft, they should be matching overnight as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, so we kind of drilled on this in the podcast. I think iTunes is the exit path for movies and TV. That comes to the store. Microsoft then begins pushing that. Rykot says, or asks, he says, any idea of the future of the, any idea of the future of the Groove app, especially non-Windows platforms, now that music passes it. So the interesting thing is on non-music platforms. Maybe it becomes just the streaming outlet for people who are storing music in OneDrive. Remember, that is still functionally capable. And so maybe that's just kind of the future of it. I can't see Groove being serviced too much going forward, unfortunately. Avaroda asks, he says, uh, Christian, when an article came out that HP was very upset with Microsoft killing Windows 10 Mobile, they absolutely were upset. Uh, with the continued support from HP and the Elite X3, other OEMs still supporting Windows 10 Mobile, do you believe that this is an upgrade path for Windows 10 Mobile Feature 2? Now, Windows 10, these I don't think these Elite devices are getting upgraded. They said that they, HP said they're getting rid of, they're kind of abandoning the Elite X3 um, long-term. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't, I don't see a future for that device. Honestly, I think Feature 2 is the end of the road. Microsoft needs to just very bluntly state that but they are too chicken shit to do it right now uh q2 it says windows central spoke months ago about an oem that would plan on to create a windows wearable device they didn't know the oem but only said they were well known in the watch department did you ever hear anything about this and so do you know which oem they were talking about i have no idea um the more interesting question is what os would it run is it going to run like azure iot microsoft doesn't really have a great operating system that's going to run for lack of better terms in a one by one inch square unless you go like into the embedded route which isn't going to be the right os uh and azure iot i don't think is going to be the right os i have i honestly have no idea i did not hear that it's very like like that type of a post is kind of I don't like, like if you're going to write something like that, saying, oh, an unknown vendor is going to create an unknown wearable. Like you got to have one of those details. Like you got to have the vendor name or you got to have like the name of the product or something. Um, otherwise it's just some random guy saying, hey, some, I heard some OEM vendor is going to build a wearable. Like, of course they're going to build wearables. Like that, that exact statement, OEM is going to build a wearable device worked for Samsung building their headset, right? That's a wearable device at the end of the day. And so you kind of got to be careful. Uh, with what is going on there. So, uh, da, 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 da. last question comes from, uh, he told me how to pronounce his name, but I cannot remember. 
uh, H, HRL and GRV. Uh, will Edge for Android and iOS be usable as PDF and ebook readers? I kind of hope so, but I don't know. Because they're rendering, because it's a different rendering engine, it doesn't natively going to have the same features as Edge on the desktop, which has this functionality built in. And so I don't know. We're still in the very early phases of this. They actually pushed out an update already to the Edge app. And so hopefully we will see more updates coming out sooner rather than later. Oh, gosh, guys, it has been a crazy week. Like, um, I can always tell how good or bad a Microsoft week has been, depending on how long this podcast has run. So we've run about 40 minutes. An average week is about 32, 30 to 32. So clearly a lot going on. And we're heading into very, we're heading full steam ahead into the holiday shopping season. And so uh, we're going to see a lot of things here. You know, the, the tip of the week this week is keep a lookout for that invoke. It basically leaked in all capacity. I mean, hell, Microsoft put up the product page. I don't think that 199 price point is right. Don't quote me on that. Um, but I clearly this thing is launching like right around the corner. Um, so we will we'll keep an eye on what's going on there. And obviously, I'm very excited about this. And hopefully, I can get my li dirty little paws on one. But um, yeah. Another crazy week of Microsoft stuff. As always, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back here next week. Oh, speaking of next week, I'm actually headed to New York City. Uh, just a kind of business meetings and stuff. Nothing nothing too crazy. I would lower your expectations when you hear New York and Microsoft and stuff. Um, actually, I don't think there's anything in Microsoft going on. We're going up for a Threat Premium meeting. We've got an office in New York City. And so that's uh, why Paul and I will be going there. I'm actually going to go get my tater tots on Monday and maybe meeting up with Mary Jo. Um, da, 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 da. so going to be traveling next week, Mondays through Wednesday. So if you see me uh, tweeting less frivolously, that's cause well, I'm up there and that's what I'm doing. Uh, anyways, guys have yourselves a wonderful weekend and we'll catch you right back here next week on the Sam's report. <laughs>